I'm fashion designer Ruby Bandari, and this is Design Your Life. Each episode, we're stitching a happier, more satisfying life for you with insider tips from industry experts. The fashion and lifestyle industry isn't just fabric and thread. Together, we'll learn about setting real goals and growing your look, your soul, and your attitude to make your dreams a reality. Come with me to design your life. Hello, everyone. This is Ruby Vendari, and I'm here again with Design Your Life. So excited. Two weeks ago, we had uh, Joanne from the Heart Association here. And you know, today's the day. Today is the day that right after I'm done with this podcast, I am going straight to the ballpark for the kickoff party for the, uh, the Heart Ball. So very, very excited to support the Heart Association. And that's why I'm wearing red today. Um, the last two weeks um, after we met last time was super exciting. Um, new collections coming in from Varun Bell and Selection Amonga. And wow, what a response. Thank you, Dallas. Um, we now have Nita Lula coming in on August 10th, uh, Mumbai designer whom many of you know. Uh, very couture, very mature, and really amazing. So she herself is coming to Dallas, Texas on August 10th. So today, I'm very, very excited to have um, a very, very a very neat person who is very close to my heart, though she didn't know it until we spoke like three days ago, that um, I find me and her extremely similar, um, our very own Abby Farron. Hi, Abby. Thank you for Hi. being here. Thank you so much for having me. So, you know, um, when we spoke the other day, I just thought it was so incredible um, to have someone like you on my show that I feel is a lot like me. So I just, I, but I never realized how similar we were until we had that conversation. I know. I, I've always admired you from afar. Like I said the other day, I'm, I was, I've been living my life under a pile of fabric, as I'm sure you can relate, just getting things done, making my next collection, and um, always seeing your name popping up along with um, people close to my heart, like the Mosaic Family Services, yes. and when you're throwing your gala in honor of that, them and benefiting them, I was like, okay, I love this girl. I don't know her, but I think we'd be friends. And then we met um, I don't remember. We met at another function. Well, first at your store. My store. At your store. And that was for Mosaic Family Services. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was. You were doing a fundraiser for them, if you remember. Yes. Um, I just remember meeting you and not knowing, not putting two and two together right yeah. away. But like, what a cool girl. And then you started telling me that you are also in the fashion biz. So. Yes. And you have a beautiful store, oh. um, which I had the honor of coming into and having some great hors d'oeuvres and actually seeing some beautiful clothes. Thank you. So um, now you have a retail business, or do you ha you had a retail business? I still have it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you have this retail business, and I think what's so great about it is that you are using NGO groups, or how is it that you work um, getting the clothes made and getting here to Dallas? Yeah, so what's really fun and unique about my brand is I've been doing this for 17 years mm -hmm. and um, my supply chain is 100% ethically sourced. So whether I was controlling the making of the clothes in my own facility or I was partnering with people over in Nepal or Cambodia who mm -hmm. um, we've created these freedom facilities where we start from the ground up. Freedom with, facilities. Yeah, so okay. one girl comes out, out of trafficking what happened was 15 years ago, I was coming out of my own abusive relationship, mm -hmm. and my sister came home and said, did you know these girls in Nepal are getting sold by their parents to um, brothels? And wow. I was like, no, I didn't know this. So 
um, she had found this place that was hand carving bracelets mm -hmm. and she said will you sell these bracelets unbeknownst to her I was fighting for my life financially and emotionally because I was getting out of that relationship and uh -huh. he had um, incurred a lot of financial abuse too so mm -hmm. um, but of course on the surface especially you know this as a fashion designer yes. we don't have any problems Nope. We life always look perfect. My life is perfect. It's very glam. <laughs> Our life is very glam. That's yeah. how it's supposed to be, right? It's a lot of pressure. So you're like, okay, I have to present this perfect picture. Mm -hmm. But then on the inside, I was kind of really crumbling. So it was like, well, if I can partner with these girls, then that helps me start healing myself in a way that just was unbelievable. So what I did is I saw those bracelets and I was like, well, if they can make those, they could start making different things for me. And then it just sort of evolved over the last 15 years to full-blown manufacturing facilities that they service designers all over the world now. So what were you doing um, at the time when your sister asked you if you could sell these bracelets? Were you already doing some sort of retail business? Yeah, well, retail business should be used very loosely. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was 23 years old. Um, I had my sewing machines in my apartment. Mm -hmm. I was cutting, sewing, selling. I would take my samples and go to all the hot boutiques in Los Angeles, San Francisco, Las Vegas, sell my sample set, get an order, go home and make it all myself. Wow. So that was the start. That was the original days of the, the first year of, uh, uh, I, I always joke that I was the first, you know, the first member of the Freedom Facility. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you were. So, so you were doing it here in America and I was going back to India and I was getting things made and getting them shipped here and I was selling them out of the trunk of my car, so... So similar stories. Similar story. Yeah. Okay. And then now um, you are getting all these things made in Cambodia and Nepal? So I have been helping these people develop our social impacts like supply chain. So they are completely functional now with or without my orders, which is awesome. They have so many different um, people ordering from them. Mm -hmm. So now we're replicating the model here in Dallas. Okay. Um, I didn't know that there was such a problem with uh, human trafficking as there as there is in Dallas. I didn't know that either. Yeah. I mean, I know there is some, but... Um, 400 women a day are trafficked on our streets here in Dallas. 400 women a day? A day. Women and children, starting with like nine years old. The average wow. age is between nine and 25. Wow. So, and every girl is trafficked. When she's trafficked, she's probably trafficked 12 to 20 times a day. So, a day? Mm -hmm. 12 to 20 times a day? Because she's like by the hour, yeah. Wow, and right here in our city? Yes. So um, I became, started becoming aware of this through Mosaic, New Friends, New Life. Um, a lot of people that are in the work, you know, started sharing these statistics, and I was like, whoa, I've got to do something. And my, I'd been my own kind of worst enemy and thinking, like, I can't support, you know, American wages at the level of production because it is hard. I mean, people don't want to pay certain prices. You know the struggle of yes. having quality and... Then people are used to... Uh, made in China. Made in China or H&M and Zara. And, I mean, I always say it's at the cost of human lives. At your own... Um, to your own demise, do you go and support slave labor? Yes. Because you're, therefore, investing in slavery when you buy those things. So I, it's a real struggle. You know, the fashion business, as you know, is eating itself. The fashion business is eating itself, but I'm glad that we're finding a way... Um, to make people more aware. So, you know, the purpose of our podcast, Design Your Life, is to educate people so that they, they take home something and they learn something new about what's happening right here where we live. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm so awesome. happy that you're able to tell me that we have such a bad problem. Yeah. Okay. But so this so is now we're me. focused on the solution, which I'm excited to to delve more into with you as, we, as this progresses. Yes. But um, we've just written a curriculum. 
and we're launching a pilot project with four girls from different um, various uh, Dallas services. So they'll be identifying girls that are ready to take a leadership role. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to have a six-month program. Mm -hmm. I've boiled my company down to bone broth, so we're ready to hire per people that graduate through this program. Okay. Kind of see who is interested, excited. There's a pro It's a program designed to allow them to kind of dream and expand. So if they don't end up deciding that a job at Abbey Farron is what they want to do, it might be somewhere else. Um, but, but you're going to teach them how to... Uh, you're going to teach them the skills? Is that what happens? Yeah. Okay, so you'll teach them the skills to actually create their own things. Right. From marketing be? to... Uh, we, we have amazing vocational training partners on board. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be doing everything from how to build your own logos and create your own graphics, put together your own YouTube channel, are you allowed fly to a give, drone. Are you g allowed to give names of partners? Or? Yeah, I am. New Friends, New Life, uh -huh. uh, Mosaic, um, Poetic. Like, we're going to be Genesis, Family Place. Pretty much I'm going on a full collaborative coalition where it's like... Not even coalition, just a collaborative where we are opening. Um, we're going to start the the pilot project with four girls, mm -hmm. um, one from each of our top partners that we've been working with for years. I have relationships, you know, with New Friends New Life. We've worked together hand in hand. Right. I've been supporting them in different ways behind the scenes. So, uh, it's like there's some people that I need to get to know a little better, and we just want to make sure this program works. So, we're starting with four girls, but our goal is that those girls will become teachers, and that's how it worked in Cambodia where you see one girl ends up becoming the teacher to 12, and then those 12 became a t teacher to 12 more. And then we start funneling them into the industry, into, you know, silk threads. I heard you were looking for some some retail help. Yes, and absolutely. There's so, so many of us that need retail help, and we are so willing to train uh, girls um, who can who can actually learn to sell. They can learn inventory. They can learn to do so many things. Yeah. And they become so self-sufficient self and so independent that way, and it makes them stronger. Yeah. It does make them stronger. And, you know, I do. That's And gives them financial security. Yes, which is, it gives them the financial security, yeah. which they never had. And that is the right. reason they were stuck in this rut. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so now uh, that was the Freedom in Cambodia. It was called the Freedom. The Freedom Project. The free and now we're calling it the Freedom Project over here, too? Well, or? that's where we are right now. I just met with my attorneys yesterday. Um, they're amazing. I don't know if you guys know Wright Conitzer in, in Dallas. But anyone who's going into social impact... I've been looking for a meeting like that for 17 years. They just get it. They understand. I've heard so many times, you know, you need to lose your cute little project. Like, you have all this going for you. You could make so much money. Yep. You need to lose your cute little project. And I'm like, the only problem with that is, for me, a profit and loss sheet adds people on the planet. And so I don't care what the people who say this to me. I just have kept looking. So I was finally in this meeting yesterday with these guys who are architecting social impact as a piece they understand the legal aspects they understand about different ways to structure your corporation and partnership with a nonprofit but mm -hmm. to still be a profitable for-profit social impact where then you can offset some of that with the good work you're doing because yes. so I've been funding all this through my for-profit which means I'm not profitable which means I can't raise money anyways it, yeah I, I have the same issue with silk threads <laughs> <laughs> we have to I'm do sure. something about creating a nonprofit for ourselves as well. Just because I'll connect you with them. Yes, they are absolutely. amazing. I left that meeting just walking on air like, wow, so cool to have these really smart, successful legal team that gets the structure and was like whiteboarding it all and showing me like, you know, kind of examples of cutting. They're on the cutting edge of this. And yay, Dallas, we are really on the cutting edge of, of social impact. Well, I'm glad social impact and fashion, I mean, they really go together. You're having a great time 
while you're doing something great for the community. There's nothing more fun than fashion. I agree. I mean, there just isn't. And so when you put fashion and community service together, yeah. there's so much um, self-satisfaction. And, you know, I had a friend uh, a few years ago, and she says, you know, and I, she just said, you know, everybody's talking about you. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, you know, nobody can understand why do you do these galas and why do you call people begging them to buy tickets and, and come to your... She did say this to me. And she was like, nobody really understands why you're doing it. And then, you know, I give 100% back. Every gala that we do, we give 100% back to the charity that we are doing it for. And, of course, Mosaic has been the beneficiary to two of the years. And I just looked at her and I said, you know what? I really don't care what people say. Yeah. I, I mean, it was, like, it was so awkward, actually. But... The, you know, if we're not doing it, right. well, who's going to do it? Right. You know, and we are the pioneers, and we're the ones that have to teach people that this, you just, you have to do it. Yes. And, you know, sometimes just giving money, just out of your pocket, maybe we don't have that kind of money. Right. But we have so many creative ways to create money, create jobs, create education mm -hmm. um, for people so that they can actually, um, they can actually teach themselves you know, yeah. they say God helps those who help themselves. So if you teach somebody a skill, they can help themselves and earn money themselves instead of it just becoming a donation or a charity on them all the time. Right. Absolutely. And that's completely the, the model here is empowering people. Yes. Giving them the opportunity to come to the classes and then employment. But I'm not giving anyone a free ride. I'm expecting them to show up and do their jobs. And mm -hmm. just like any other employee, I mean, we don't have the luxury of looking the other way and letting people slack off, but they're not going to appreciate that. They're not going to feel a sense of self-worth built in themselves if they're not actually going through the process of, wow, I really succeeded in that and watching themselves thrive and grow. Yeah. Um, so we have a, another project starting in two weeks where mm -hmm. we're going to be um, training the New Friends New Life team mm -hmm. um, to make these scarves that are made out of our, like, scrap fabric. Oh, and That's a great idea. Yeah, they're going to make them. I'll, I'll show you the model. It's kind of cool. So we're going to train them, and then we're going to make them um, for their the New Friends New Life Gala. Oh, that'll be amazing. So, so when is the gala? The gala is in October. I should know the exact date, but I think it's October <laughs> 11th. If you Google newfriendsnewlife.org. Okay. Um, yeah, it'll be a great luncheon, and Jada Pinkett Smith is the... Um, keynote speaker. Oh, awesome. So that'll be really fun. That'll be great. Yeah. So they're the our scarves will be the centerpieces. We're going to kind of make a cool presentation. And I mean, it's going to be amazing because it's really kind of the vision of our project started in tandem with this pilot project. So it's like, oh, cool. You know, lots of yeah, it's turn. just one thing leads to another. Yeah. And so many ideas just come off of it. And I think that's so totally. great. Totally. Because we just have to make the whole of Dallas community service based. Yes. Because we are such a great city. And just to even... I can't even imagine that 400 women are trafficked like a day. a day, and that to 12 to 20 times they're abused in one 24-hour period. Yeah, it's I intense. Yeah, I mean, I, I, when do they sleep? I know that the. I mean, they really they're young, and the their pimps don't care. They no. really don't care. They put them on drugs and just you know, just leave them there. Yeah, it's horrible. Wow. So you know, it's but there's so much happening there's attention being put on it now there's we're getting you know information out there there's services being provided and there's you know now pathways to success so. yes and I think that you know all of these different organizations 
Um, they need more and more funds, and it's so important for us to recognize that they need the funds to actually create these services and get these women off the streets. So for those of you who are watching um, or who watch this podcast afterwards, please, please, please keep in mind that, you know, women, we are, we are life. Um, we are the lives and the futures of the world. Right. And, you know, women are the ones that control 80% of the decision-making um, in the entire world. But we only have a very small percentage of the women are the ones that are actually recognized and have leadership roles right. compared to men. Well, did you know that the American woman um, spends more than $3 billion combined more than any other people group in the world? Oh, I can imagine. I mean, we're the ones that run the retail economy. Right, but we're doing it blindly because, you know, at that, at that token, that means that the American woman is blindly, I mean, what's happening out there is unacceptable between the, uh, the environment and what's happening to people and mm -hmm. Basically, we American women are spending blindly, not knowing what we're doing, and we're happily destroying the planet. And, you know, there's millions of slaves right now that are making the clothes that are being bought by the American woman. Well, whatever we can do, um, I am so excited to collaborate with you and work on this project because, you know, we need to start actually with Dallas, Texas. Let's start with Dallas yes. and then let's move on out. I totally agree. I have a vision for spreading this all over. So I started with a meeting of a coalition with the nonprofits. Mm -hmm. So my next coalition that I want to do is with Dallas-based designers. Absolutely. So you'll have to help me kind of figure out. I've talked to SA and a couple other people that have said yes, they'll be there. So. Yes, I know several that would say yes too. Cool. So that's our next. We'll have to do an update on the podcast about how that's going. Yes, we will. So maybe in like two or three months we'll, we'll be yeah. back with what has been going on. So, you know, um, another aspect that we have not talked about, just because both of you, you and I, both of us, we're just so into this, but, you know, the daily... Um, challenges of having a business so you've had a business all these years and you have a beautiful store in a great location um but you know one of the challenges which i have just as a store owner is um making ends meet yes cash flow cash flow <laughs> is the nice um, word yeah so talk to me i mean we haven't really discussed it that much but talk to me about Really, what were your biggest challenges? Oh, cash flow is always, I mean, it's like a constant thing. And I think it's interesting because I've joined groups like EO and had these closed-door meetings and come to find out $500 million companies have the same problem. Mm -hmm. Just a lot more zeros behind it. And then I'm like, oh, my 10000 I need to make by tomorrow, not such a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm a single mom. I have a small but mighty team of people that, you know, are depending on this income. Um high rent in West Village mm -hmm. and I, I will say the West Village team my landlords there and my landlords at Southside on Lamar have been really supportive um, but yeah you have to get creative and I will tell you that my new I've moved into this new strategy that will stay tuned and see how it's going but of really being more present and just mm -hmm. being um, for many years I was just powering through and like okay I got to figure out how to make this work and I got to you know force it all in and call everybody and get them into the store and I'm kind of just more like in this new mode of just being more present. And I feel like that kind of lost my creativity when I was pushing so hard. Mm -hmm. um, we have really fun events at the store, but I've kind of let my team take reins of being like super creative and coming up with their own, you know, twist to it. And I've really empowered my team um, to run their own businesses within my business. So they, we've found things that like 
uh, the woman who runs my store is also an amazing artist. Uh-huh. So we put her artwork into the clothes. And then she also sells her art in the store. So there's just, in, I've had to get really creative about it and not follow a typical corporate business model, which is not what I was trying to do anyway, but it's definitely been a challenge. Yeah, I just, I think about it every day and the glamorous life that we lead <laughs> is, I mean, it's amazing. The social part's great, but yeah, you know, when it boils down to it and you got to write those paychecks, it's like... I know. I have a stack of them in my backpack right now that I'm like, okay, (laughs) some of them will clear. (laughs) Who's shopping? (laughs) Come on, Dallas, West Village. (laughs) That's right. Everyone go down to West Village to Abby Farron. But you know, your prices are, I mean, I was looking at them. They're not high. No. I mean, we, I, probably a little too low is one of the problems. Although I do sell direct to consumer, so Mm -hmm. we make it, we control it. But, you know, I really, we have super high quality. We have, um, you know, we French seam and bias and all the things that are, you know, on par with any designer, but um, really trying to um, keep uh, a good price system going. So, well, you know what? I know that you sent some pictures over and that we have a video. Can we see some pictures? So, tell us about this. So, that is my dear friend Genia who came in uh, wearing our new mosaic cape. So, this is really fun. It's got like all the signs of all the birthdays. So, all the astrological symbols all oh, over Oh, I love it. that. It's super fun. I It's cute how she's wearing it, but I really love, like, I've been wearing it just with, like, a tank top and uh-huh. jeans. And that, that's super how fun. I would wear it, too. Yeah. What else do we have as far as pictures? Oh. That's another fun, just flowy top. Um, well, you know, I love those sleeves, and, I'm, of course, jumpsuits are so big right now. Yeah, I'm a jumpsuit girl, so jumpsuits are something I bring in every year, and then I have my standards that I sell just year after year. Like, I'm wearing one right now. You can't really see, but... Well, we're going to make you stand up in a minute after okay. we're done looking at these. So what is this jacket? So that's Tribute Project, which is uh, a brand that I carry at the store. And they... Each jacket is one of a kind. That particular jacket is Guns N' Roses. Oh, it looks like um, Guns N' Roses. Yeah, so each jacket tells a story. And these girls are really cool rock and roll girls out of Santa Barbara. And they are just... It's super fun. That's awesome. Even these bomber jackets are really big right now. Yeah, we They're sell all a over lot the world. of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're big all over the world. And that's our little, yeah, that was fun. So now you were also telling me that you are the face of Mary Kay's... Domestic Violence Awareness Program. Domestic Violence Awareness. You are the right girl for me. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So tell so, us, how did you get into that um, role? So uh, se- 17 years ago, I was coming out of an, a very severely abusive relationship, Um kind of buried that that was actually me that had ha- that had happened to and um, just went on with my life, moved to Texas, ended up winning Texas Top Designer pretty early on. Mm-hmm. And um, after, you know, things really started to stable out, I, you know, with my, my financial cash flow, I got launched into every Nordstrom and that really, you know, paid back all this debt that he had incurred in my name. And then I was able to start breathing. And then I realized, oh, I really need to deal with these emotional issues that I've developed. I didn't take care of myself. So as I started to do that, telling the story was the way I did it. And um, D Magazine shared my story. And um, Creighton Webb, who was the head of uh, corporate social responsibility at Mary Kay, read my story and had torn it out and put it on his desk. And then as life would happen, I ended up seated next to him at a dinner party about two weeks later. No way. Yeah. Right place at the right time. Totally right place at the right time. And it was great. He was like, listen, you're my girl. And 
um, I really want to do this program with you. And so it was kind of, it was well before Me Too, so it was mm-hmm. a little scary. Um, I remember just being really vulnerable and sharing everything in great detail on this video. And um, I don't know if we can, like, add a link or something so people can go see, but... We can. We can definitely add a link so that people can see yeah. um, your story. So it went viral. Mm-hmm. And when I saw, like, 280,000 people viewing it, I was suddenly like, eh. You know, I was like, wait, take it back. I don't want all these people to know my story. And so there was some emotional processing through all that. Well, that is a huge emotional process. But I have to tell you that... Um, people need to hear it. They need to know that these things happen to real people. Yeah. And not just people um, of a particular um, level of income or they live in a particular area. It happens across the board. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you are, where you live, where you came from. It doesn't matter who your parents are. It doesn't matter what your background is. Um, at least one in four women are victims of domestic violence, at least, at the very minimum, in, in the United States. And that's huge. I mean... You and I are sitting in a room, and, and you, you've already been through it. Yeah. So, you know, I have to thank my lucky stars that I did not have to go through this, but I'm watching, and I, and I my eyes are open to this. And yeah. when I see things like this, my heart goes out to you and to all the women that have been through this. And, you know, we really, really, really need to educate men, actually. Totally. Because, you know, men are not bad. Yeah. They just, they just don't know. Yeah. No, there's some, I mean, there's some amazing groups in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh New Friends, New Life, and Genesis Shelter both have men advocate um, groups that people can join. Oh, they do. And yes, so both of them have these great groups that you can go join where the men serve the women meals at mm-hmm. times. Um, they are advocates. They sign commitments where, you know, if people are talking um, degradingly about women, they stop them instead of going along or being silent. Mm. They're all about, like, helping change shift the culture yeah I think it's shifting the culture making men also understand um, because really they just maybe haven't been educated or they weren't raised that way or they just need a little push and a little help yeah the so, occasional sociopath is out there which is what I was dating there uh-huh. was no I mean he was a pure sociopath so there would be, have been no reform for him mm-hmm. I hate to say that but there are some people. Well, that happens, too. That yeah. happens, too. So on a lighter <laughs> note, on a lighter note. So one thing that really um, excited me is that you did not graduate from fashion school. Nope. Me neither. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible to uh, create and not have to have graduated from a fashion school. Do you know so, who else did not graduate from fashion who? school? Chanel. Coco Chanel. Coco Chanel did not graduate from fashion school. There wasn't even fashion school. I then. swear. I don't actually this is a true fact that is like amazing me you and Coco (laughs) (laughs) so tell me how you started um, just how did fashion come into your life and how did you learn how to stitch and all that kind of thing so I grew up in Jackson Hole Wyoming Mm -hmm. um, fourth generation very yeah have you ever met anyone from Wyoming nope (laughs) here I am (laughs) most people don't leave so um, grew up there fourth generation it was a family tradition to sew and um, I loved creating when I was a little kid. I did sewing 4-H every week. It was a club. Do you guys have 4-H in da- Dallas? We don't. Have, we didn't have 4-H. Okay, so it's a club where you go every week and you sew, or there, you could pick home ec, or you could pick horses, or steers, or all kinds of things. Right, right. And then you would learn the skill, and then there would be the big county fair, and you would show your different things and get a prize at the end. So that's so cool. That and you loved it. I loved it. I did it all the way through high school, and then I got scholarships from being going through this program for college and um, went into broadcast journalism and political science and thought I was going to be the next Barbara Walters. 
But um, then I went to Washington, D.C. and realized I was going to have to age into any kind of success there. And I was like creative. Not ready, yeah. Ready to be creative. That's right. Not ready to wait till you were old. No. <laughs> so I moved to L.A. where, you know, I was like, oh, they embrace youthful creativity here. And there's con artists everywhere was the part I didn't realize. Um, and I was working at Paramount Pictures. And in, I was temping. I wanted to kind of get a lay of the land. So um, my first gig, I was uh, in Les Moonves' office at CBS because his, right, his person that ran his front desk was on maternity leave. Mm -hmm. And I kept getting invited to all these cool parties, but I didn't really have the budget for the clothes that I wanted to wear. So I just was like, oh, I'm going to plot my old sewing machine. And yep, just make them. Yeah, started That's what making I used to clothes. Do. Just started making them. Yeah. And then celebrities started asking me where I got them. And I told them I was a designer. I told Dana Devon, who was the host of Extra, that I was a designer. And she sent her wardrobe person the next. She's like, I'm sending my wardrobe person to pick up some pieces to wear on that air. That is amazing. So I ran home and like two hour dry cleaned everything. That is amazing. And she was amazing. like a foot shorter than me, but all my stuff is real flowy and ties. So, so you could just tie it up and make it work for her. That she, is so yeah. cool. So that was how. Good. And I thought I was going to be an overnight success. And 17 years later and a lot of overnights. <laughs> a lot of are. overnights. Here we are. So um, did you by chance send the video? Do we have the video of the Mary Kay? I do. Yeah. I sent the video. I would love to play that if I could. So it says one in four women, of course, we know experience domestic violence. I never thought I would be And this is your store? This is my you know, store, which, uh, uh, yeah, that was a few years ago, so it looks a little better. I mean, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, we've changed it since then. But. My story is about free. Well, that's yeah. okay. You look beautiful. Thank you. And what is this fabric that you're showing? Um, that is just us laying fabric in the studio and talking about, um, I'm basically telling kind of my story of what um, happened to me and you know how I'm now living this free life that I've been able to build this amazing design studio and store and kind of live my dream even though at one point that didn't seem possible. So is this the video that you would like us to put on to the podcast so that everyone can see it? Yeah it would be great if I think this is a great tool for people who maybe can see signs of something going wrong in a friend's life mm -hmm. um, and it's really hard to talk about it like hey I think you're you know boyfriend or husband is abusing you um i always send this video to people and say just if any of these things resonate with you just kind of it gives them awareness like i just saw this video i, th I thought of you it may not be right but some of these triggers are you know if you're not a partner in your financial planning if you're being told you're you know being made to think you're crazy if you're kind of feeling trapped in your own life like that's not normal that is not normal and you know women don't know it they don't know right. it's not normal it's also really embarrassing yeah, you know. But I'm glad that we have this video, and um, we are going to attach the video to the video link. We'll attach it uh, to the podcast so that after you watch us, you can actually watch the video, and hopefully, it will inspire you and it will um, help you recognize if someone is in trouble and they need help, and maybe they're not asking for it, or they're not coming to you for it. Um, and I am just, just want to thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I am so excited about your project. I'm excited about you. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Um, and I'm just looking so forward to the Freedom Project here in Dallas. I know. Well, I'm really excited. I, I think it'll be interesting to see what it evolves into, but I really want to form a coalition and of designers. And is there a website that we can give Not to yet. our audience? Not yet? Not yet. I mean, right. my website is my personal website. They can look it's at Abby, Abbyferrin Abby Ferrin. Abbyferrin.com. Okay, so abbyferrin.com is if you want to know um, what Abby has in the store and what she's doing. And, of course, her store is in West Village. It's beautiful. Um, I, I actually love her stuff, so if you want to go out there and see it, 
Um, her style is completely something else. Silk threads is completely something else. So I always say if I was a customer, I would want both. You know, we have the same customer base, but like yes. for different occasions. Absolutely. Sometimes maybe even paired together. So. No, we absolutely have to do something together. Yeah. And you guys will see in the future uh, Silk Threads and Abby Farron. Um, so stay tuned. Um, if you have any questions, please email at info at silkthreads.com. If you're interested in the Freedom Project, please, please do email me, call me. Um, let me know and I can get together, get you guys together with Abby um, as, as we keep progressing. We would love to have you part of it. Um, so I am actually leaving for Turkey in a couple of days and I will take lots of footage. Cannot wait to show you guys. It's my first time. And then, of course, from there, I'll be going to New Delhi, India. And I'll send you some more great uh, videos of things that I do during the day. And, of course, in 100 degrees. And um, I just want to thank you guys. This is like, I don't know how many podcasts I've done, but I just want to, you to know that I just love you, you. and thank you so I much for doing too. this with me, and I hope thank that you, you guys got something out of it. And um, again, I'm here to design your life. Thanks for watching Design Your Life. If this episode sparked an idea or a question, I'd love to hear it. Send me a message to my Facebook page, Silk Threads by Ruby Bandari, or you can email me at info at silkthreads.com. You may be featured on an upcoming episode.